The following is a Thunderbolt West Media production. Earth batteries, crystal radios, winter tips, and world events. You are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show with Jim Calhoun. The storm was coming, the sky was on fire, fear was in their eyes. It's my opinion that we should be prepared to lean on our faith and be able to step out on the sea. Thanks for tuning in to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun. This show features off-grid topics such as creating your own power, gardening, homesteading, and other issues related to off-grid living. I also seek to educate my listeners about survival and prepping, and I'll talk about anything from government corruption to chemtrails. Also, I feel that our constitutional republic is worth saving so I never miss an opportunity to do my part in helping to save our republic. I have two main goals for this show. Number one, to help you build your faith in God. And number two, to help each listener become as self-sufficient as possible. This show originates at the Harmony Barn Studios, located near Hershey, Nebraska, in the United States of America. The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show airs on global shortwave stations WBCQ, Monticello, Maine, at frequency 7.490, and also on WRMI, Radio Miami International, on frequency 5850. And you can tune in to Key Radio, 89.3 FM, in Osage Beach, Missouri. And this show is also available on demand, on Spreaker, Anchor, Podpoint, Podpage, and Red Circle. My email address is jim at offgridliving.faith and be sure to visit my website, which is offgridliving.faith. Thanks for tuning in today. I really do appreciate it. And today we're going to be talking about several things as far as survival and techniques and some things that maybe you need to at least know about. Whether you actually do these things or not, it's up to you. But if you're aware that it exists then that will give you the option to at least consider what I'm going to talk about today. And I'm going to talk about different ways to get power in an emergency. Now, last show, I talked about turning your car into a power plant. And I'm going to go a little bit simpler this show. I'm going to talk about two different things. And I'll also be talking about some world events and some other observations that I've seen. But I'm going to start the show out by talking about something so simple that it seems like it's impossible that it could work. And that's called an earth battery. I know there's listeners out there that don't know anything about earth batteries and others that know all about them. And so I'll be very brief in my description of what an earth battery is. 
An earth battery simply is tapping the electrical current that is already in the earth and trying to harness that to where you can use it. And to those that don't think that the earth is full of electricity, well, the earth is full of electricity from lightning strikes and static electricity. And it seems that everything is electrical, whether we realize it or not. Even the beating of your heart and the other functions of your body happen through electricity. And so the earth is no different. The earth is electrical. So how do you tap into it? Well, that's the simple part, and it's so simple that it seems like there's no way it could work. But in the simplest way to describe an earth battery is you take two metals that are different, and zinc and copper work very well. Now, there's all sorts of metals that will work, and you can experiment between the two different kinds of metal, but each metal part has to be different. But I think that zinc and copper is a great combination. And so you simply take a zinc bolt or rod that's several inches long and stick it down in the soil. Now make sure that the soil is moist. And if you don't have any moist soil, you can water it down a bit, let it soak in, dry out just a little bit, and then put in your zinc rod or bolt. And then several inches away, stick in a copper pipe or a copper wire. And then simply take a voltmeter and check out the results. You will find a very small amount of electricity will show up on your voltmeter. And you might say, okay, it does have electricity, but there's not enough there to do anything. And with that, and with that thought, you would definitely be correct. There's not much you can do with that low of voltage coupled with that low of amperage. And so I've done some studying, and in my studying, I've found a young man that seems to know all about earth batteries. And he's done some extensive research, and I really think that he's on to something. And so I'm going to be telling you how to access the information that this young man is putting out there. But for those that are not on the internet and cannot see the videos that I'm going to recommend, I'm going to briefly tell you what he's done. What he's done is he's taken two seed trays, the type that you start your garden seed in, indoors. And so they're just little pots that are all connected together, the plastic throwaway type. And it seems like that the size that he's using is about a cup and a half to two cups each for each little compartment. What he's done is he's filled that with moist earth, every one of the compartments. And then what he's done is he just hooked them all in series. And he's put a zinc bolt, and then he puts a nut on the bolt, and then he takes a piece of copper wire, and he twists it around the bolt, and then he tightens the nut. Then you loop that down into the next pot, and put that down clear deep into the soil of the next pot that's connected to it. Then you simply repeat that procedure. And for the sake of illustration here, you would start at the far left corner and work right all the way across. Then you simply go to the next row next row of pots, continue with your zinc bolts with your wire attached, then you run it all the way left, and then when you get to the last compartment, which most of these seed trays have three different layers, and if it has four, you can keep going, but I'm just going to describe three. Then you simply, on your last row of compartments, you head to the right again. 
And once you get to that last compartment, you go ahead and stick a copper wire clear to the bottom. And that's going to be your positive. And the zinc bolt, the first one you stuck in, the very first one, that's going to be your negative. And he's getting right at 10 volts power, which is incredible. But he's getting 10 volts of power. The amperage is still very low. But what this young man did is he made two of these batteries. And putting the two together brought it up to around 12 volts. And also brought up the amperage to where it was usable. And what he did was he went ahead and hooked those batteries up in series. And that gave him the more powerful battery. And what this young man has done is he's taken a supercapacitor and he's charged it up with his earth battery. And he let it charge for around nine hours. And when he did that, that gave him enough startup power that he could actually run a transistor radio. Now, how long that transistor radio could run off of that earth battery setup, I don't know. But I do know it's possible to power things with the earth itself, and that might come in very handy. I'm going to tell you how to find his videos, and I just think that you need to check out what he's got on his channel, because this young man's quite an experimenter, and he presents it really well, very simple. He puts his videos up on YouTube, and his channel is called Thinking, the letter N, Tinkering, hyphen TNT. So it's Thinking and Tinkering. And you need to watch all of his videos that are concerning an earth battery, because he shows you step by step of how to build an earth battery that actually can power things. And I think that that's really important in this day and age that we learn how to become a producer of everything. As a matter of fact, as I woke up this morning, my first thought was, we need to be producers on everything that we do. Now, back in the old days, the old timers knew how to build about anything. If they needed it and they didn't have it, they built it. From the paper they would write on, to the houses they would live in, to the food that they'd have to process, it didn't matter. If they needed it, they built it. And this young man seems to have that spirit that he really wants to find things that actually will work. Now, I haven't checked his entire site out, but I think that that's a good one to visit. Now, if you cannot visit his site, I hope I've described enough that gives you an idea of how to build a simple earth battery. And he simply used wire with alligator clips to clip from his batteries to the battery compartment on his radio. And so he did absolutely nothing special to make this radio work. And he's just using common dirt. And I will add here that he did put salt water in each one of the little compartments. And since it is a battery, we'd have to call it a cell. So each cell around the zinc bolt, he poured just a little bit of salt water. And that really did help bring up the voltage. And with a setup like this, it's really not the voltage that's the issue, it's the amperage. You don't get very high amperage from an earth battery. But I do know that there are patents that were issued back around 100 years ago where the inventors and the patent holders actually did create very powerful earth batteries. And so if you're really interested in earth batteries, really search out the patents that were put on earth batteries in the 1890s through about 1920. 
in your research, you're going to find lots of diagrams and lots of how to build some of these units for yourself. And I do know that the people that listen to this program are very inventive. I get quite a few letters from my listeners, and I'm so impressed with the knowledge that my listeners have. As a matter of fact, my listeners would do a better job on the show than I do most of the time, because I really do think that my listener base is extremely intelligent. And so what I'm trying to say is, is one of you guys or gals out there, take this idea and run with it, because I think that you can make it work. I really do. Broadcasting from the United States of America, you are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. Now, I think a better way to power a radio, going back a hundred years or more, is revisiting the crystal radios. Now, a lot of people as kids built a little crystal radio set, and you had to be almost at the radio tower. You'd have a cheap little earphone you'd stick in your ear, and you'd hear a real tinny, scratchy version of a radio signal coming in. Then you'd say, okay, well, I guess that's as good as it gets. And then you moved on. Well, let's move back and let's revisit crystal radio sets. Crystal radio sets were the earliest type of radio. And how are they powered? Are they powered by a crystal? No. The crystal simply is basically a diode. Power you get from a crystal radio comes from the radio signal itself that you're receiving. And so it's not only picking up the signal, it's picking up power in that signal, and that's using that power to power your radio. And so simply speaking, as long as a radio station is transmitting, and it's within the range of the crystal set to pick it up, the crystal set will pick it up, and you will have power. And I think this is an optimum way to have an emergency radio. Now, you can buy a little crystal set for... $10, $15, and it'll be one of those cheap little things you remember as a kid. And it really won't do you the job you need if you want to use a crystal radio set as an emergency unit. But I have found two crystal radio sets that I do want to pass on the information. Now, both of them are extremely serious. Now, the reason that I'm passing on these serious crystal radio sets is that anybody can find a cheap, build-it-yourself crystal radio kit at any science or hobby shop, they make those to sell those to students to build. And they're quite plentiful. And there's also a lot of plans of how to build a crystal radio set yourself. And so if you want to build a real cheap one, well, you can find that anywhere. But what if you're serious about having a crystal radio set that you're going to rely on as your emergency radio? What's that worth to you? Well, it depends on your expertise of how far you want to go as far as building a unit or whether you want to buy one that's already built. I'm going to start with the most expensive one. I'm going to tell you right now the most powerful and intricate crystal radio I've ever seen or even have ever heard of. I found it at a website called hackaday.com. H-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y, hackaday.com. 
Once you go to that site, search out the High Performance Crystal Radio Set. The High Performance Crystal Radio Set. And be prepared to be amazed. You're going to be watching an expert radio man, and he has what I think is far and away the best crystal radio set I've ever seen. And I'm going to warn you beforehand, if you're not a technician, if you do not know anything about electrical components, if you don't, if you don't know anything about how radios are constructed, you might be a little bit challenged keeping up with this gentleman because he really knows his stuff. And also, you have to have some real skill to build what he has built. And so that's going to make this a project that not everybody can build. But if everybody could have one of these units, you would never have any other kind of unit again. I guarantee you that. Because not only is he getting a great signal and has a great radio, he's perfected a crystal set that sounds just as nice, if not better, than a nice radio you'd go out and buy. In other words, it powers a real nice speaker, has a great tone, and he's able to fine-tune better than any radio I've ever seen. But it is a little bit complicated. But go to hackaday.com, high-performance crystal radio set, and watch the video. I think you'll be very impressed. And for those that don't have the time or the will or the desire to build a crystal radio set, I have found one very serious crystal radio set that comes to you all assembled and ready to go. It's not near as nice as the one I just described, but it still is a very nice unit. And it doesn't power a very big speaker, so it doesn't have the best sound, but it does seem to have some good capability as far as different bands and also fine-tuning. And I'm just going to give you the name of this radio, and you're going to have to do your own research to find it. But it's D-O-S-T-O-V Doztov D-O-S-T-O-V Doztov and the model is a CR4. And again, model CR4. If you do not have internet and you're interested in finding out more about this radio, I suggest that you go to a public library or another place that does have public internet or have a friend or family member look this unit up for you. It's a Doztoff CR4. And it seems that this unit runs anywhere between $150 and $200 per unit, which is very expensive for a radio, especially for a very simplistic radio like a crystal radio. But when you go look at the price of batteries, and you figure that a radio is going to take at least three batteries, if not four, and you would change your batteries a couple times a month. If you use this crystal set for a year, it'll pretty well pay for itself on savings of batteries. And this Doztoff CR4 seems to be well built, and I think it's something that will last you quite a while. And I hope that I've piqued some curiosity from people and opened your mind to some things that are there. Because right now we're living in such a world that we don't know what's going to happen. Every day, things get a little bit worse. In the Western world, it seems that they're trying to make it a crime if you call a woman a woman. But yet, if you ask these people, what is a woman, define a woman, they can't do it. 
they'll look at you and go, well, it's a, uh, 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 but if you call someone a woman and they say they're a male, well, you've just discriminated against them somehow. And on the other side of that, you have your warmongers, the people in Washington, D.C., and in Brussels, and, and in Berlin, and in London. They want a war with Russia in the worst way. And I think they're about to get it. And so we all need to be in prayer that we have someone come in at the last minute and calm everything down. And it's my opinion that if we have atomic bombs going off, all the so-called elite and all the so-called leaders are going to be safe in their bunkers. And it's you and me that are going to be out here suffering. And so we need to have this madness stopped before it gets any more out of hand. But I do think that other than an intervention from Almighty God, I don't think there's anybody that has any power to stop this. I don't think they have any will to stop it. I think that a war right now would sweep a lot of COVID vaccine deaths under the rug. I think a war right now would give the Georgia Guidestones their victory of depopulating the planet. These people are sick. These people that call themselves elites are sick. Did you hear some of the speeches they made at that Davos meeting? John Kerry and his extraterrestrials and these people are insane. And why do we give them any power whatsoever? I know me personally, since John Kerry married into the Heinz family, I won't buy a Heinz product. I won't buy or use anything made by Heinz. Now I'm probably the only one, but there's got to be someone stand up to this madness. We cannot continue to keep funding our own demise. And that's what's happening. We are actively funding our own demise. Every time you shop at a big box store, you're funding your own demise. Anytime you buy a product that is owned by one of these elitists or one of these globalists, one world order people, you are helping them. And I, for one, am seeing this world go straight down the tubes way too fast. And I'm certainly not going to help these people put the world down the tubes. And I'm not going to finance my own demise. And so if I have no choice whether to buy from these people or do without, that's a very simple choice for me. I will do without. I think we all need to start making some very hard decisions of just exactly what do we support and why do we support it? And what do we tolerate and why do we tolerate it? Why are we tolerating school boards trying to corrupt our children? Why are we tolerating stolen elections? Why are we tolerating pedophiles in government? Why are we tolerating the head pedophile, illegitimate Joe? Why are we tolerating anything from this man? He's the big guy. He gets his cut. Why are we tolerating that? Why are we tolerating corrupt police forces? Why are we tolerating having our young people shipped all over the world? And I hate to say this, but I don't think they're fighting for freedom. I don't think they're fighting for you or me. I think they're fighting to uphold this corrupt government that we have right now. And I know if I had a son or daughter that was of draft age, I definitely would not want them fighting for the America that we're pushing right now. 
I would not want my son or daughter to die for some so-called social justice warrior that would have nothing but horrible things to do or say about me and people like you. There was a time where I thought that the ability to stand up for everybody's free speech was a great thing. But I've changed my mind. Why would you stand up and defend the speech of people that want to take your freedom of speech away? I think we've crossed some very, very horrible red lines. And I don't think there's any going back. I really don't. Times are changing. And the society is crumbling right underneath our feet. And so that's one reason that I'm telling everyone to prepare. And even if there wasn't war looming with Russia, we have a war on our streets. We have a war for the hearts and minds for our young people. You realize that they're now selling gummy candies that they're giving to children that get you high? People would say, oh, this medical marijuana, that's for medicinal purposes. I'm starting to see commercials with teenagers saying, do you want to get high without the smoke? Buy this product. And it's a gummy bear type thing that's laced with marijuana. And there's a commercial that has come on that I've seen many times where a guy says, do you want to change your mood? I change my mood. Now, does that sound like medicine or does that sound like people doing drugs? As a society, we're tolerating a whole lot of things. Now, I know there's a lot of people that like the idea of legalized marijuana. And I know there's an awful lot of people that use drugs. Now, you're listening to someone that's never even tried it. You might say, well, don't knock it if you haven't tried it. Well, I can tell you this. We need a population that is sane, rational, and sober. Why would you want to spend your life in an alternate state? Why would you do that to yourself? Especially in times of danger. If you're one of those that actually uses drugs, but yet you think that there is possible danger coming, you need to rethink your life a little bit. Because honestly, do you want to be in some sort of a stupor if things get really bad real fast? Or do you want to be at the top of your game? Do you want to be sharp? That's a question only you can answer. But the main point I'm trying to get across is that our society is going down the tubes very, very fast. And we can't count on anything other than Almighty God. And the only person I think you're going to be able to count on on this planet is yourself. Now, I'm not saying to be selfish, but I am saying you need to be self-reliant or as self-reliant as possible. And on the other side of the break, I'll come back and pick up where I left off. If you're tuned to Frequency 7.490, you're listening to WBCQ. If you're on 5850, you're listening to WRMI, Radio Miami International. And if you're listening on 89.3 FM, you're in tune with Key Radio, Osage Beach, Missouri. I really need to know who's listening and where you're listening from, whether it's by shortwave or podcast or on AM or FM radio. Even if you just pop me an email and say hi, I would appreciate it. And as always, I invite listeners, give me some suggestions of topics that they'd like to hear me cover. I would really appreciate that. Once again, my email address is jim at offgridliving.faith. Please visit the website, and the website is offgridliving.faith. 
And also, you can find links to even more information. Every one of my shows is uploaded on the website. If you enjoy the Living Off-Grid Powered Information Show, I would ask that you consider donating to the show to help cover expenses because we don't get paid here. This is all done by donations. And we do not take anything online as far as PayPal or any of that because of all the censorship. Not that they have shut us off. It's just I'm not going to give them the opportunity. So we're going to do it the old-fashioned way by mail check, money order, or if you want to put cash in a secure envelope, we would appreciate any donation, any size. Just send all your correspondence to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, 69143. That's Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, 69143, and your support is greatly appreciated. This next song was recorded in 1902 by the Edison Military Band. America, played by the Edison Military Band. Replace fear with faith. Replace pessimism with hope. Replace despair with determination. And don't be afraid to rely on God and step out on the sea. Welcome back to the second half of the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. This is your host, Jim Calhoun, and I really do appreciate you tuning in today. Well, I'm kind of on my soapbox again as far as being self-reliant. But folks, if not now, when? When is a better time to be self-reliant? I don't think we've ever been as weak as a nation, ever. I get bombarded daily with all sorts of things on the internet as I do my research as far as dresses for men and purses for men and and men can have periods and menstrual cycles 
and men can have babies and all sorts of nonsense. And then you have people that try to use real science and talk about real biology, and they're shouted down. And a lot of people say we're living in clown world, and I really disagree with that. Even though clowns can be creepy, I don't think that that's near strong enough. I think we're living in an insane asylum. I think the whole Western culture has gone insane. And we have a lot of people that, for some reason, are standing up for it, like the school boards and different municipalities and city governments. And I know there's lots of once great American cities that are nothing but third world country cesspools where you can buy drugs on the street in front of everybody, in front of the cops and the city council and whoever. And there's a phenomenon right now that they're lacing some of these drugs with basically animal tranquilizer. And I don't know if you've seen any of the results, but you see these young people that they can't control their bodies, and they actually look like zombies. And prolonged use of this drug creates some gaping sores that these people are so drugged out they don't get medical attention. And there's a lot of people made homeless by these drugs, and they're dying on the street. And I don't know if you've seen videos of inner city of Philadelphia. You look at that and the age of these young people that are out of their minds. You think of those streets that they're on. Just 50 years ago, there were businesses on those streets. There were families walking up and down the streets. I don't know why we have this woke culture is pushing the fact that that they are enlightened, that they are the generation that is finally bringing truth to the world. Then you look at what is really happening. It's like a really bad science fiction movie. And while the movie isn't bad, it doesn't look dated anymore. It's called Soylent Green. And we're living through Soylent Green. We're living through all sorts of these, the ones like Escape from New York and different movies like that, that show a world that nobody wants to live in. But yet, that's the world all these people are pushing. And have you noticed that this woke and transgender so-called movement is headed by a bunch of kids that have never been told no. They're the ones that always got the participation ribbon. They're the ones that never strive to be anything other than someone that would complain. And if they don't get their way, they throw a tantrum. They call themselves social justice warriors. They're not warriors at all. They're whiners. That's all they do is whine and complain. And the ideas that they have for society are insane. And I, for one, am going to do everything in my power to be a roadblock to make sure that this wokeness doesn't gain a foothold in my area. When you look at this Antifa and other communist groups out there that seem to have free reign, I watched a newscast that said that what happened in Atlanta was a retaliation against the police because the police shot one of their gunmen. Okay, so it's the police's fault for shooting one of their gunmen. Well, I thought having a gun was bad. Well, it is, if you're a regular American citizen. But if you are a gunman, 
For Antifa, well, that's different. You're a gunman for Antifa. And so guns are good if you're pushing communism. Guns are good if you're pushing woke. Guns are good if you're killing honest American citizens. But guns are bad if an honest American citizen has a gun. And they point to all of these shootings and they say, guns need to be banned. Those same people are wanting Antifa out on the streets with not only guns but explosives. Now you tell me we're not living in a third world banana republic. Because we are. And why are we standing for that? Why are we sitting back and watching this happen? If you had a father or grandfather that fought in World War II, you think of those group of guys, would they be allowing this to happen? Can you see a group of kids in 1950 come in and say, well, Dad, I'm going to be a girl. You have to treat me like a girl and call me with the right pronouns, Dad. Dad would take that boy out, and at the end of the day, that boy would darn well decide he was a boy, and he'd never try that again. And you might say, well, that's oppressive. No, it's not. It's just bringing some sense to a very confused young man. Of course, everything is abusive if it goes against the people that want to abuse you. Think of the people that were part of that January 6th debacle in Washington, D.C. We still have political prisoners in jail because they trespassed. And they trespassed in a public building, and they were waved in by police officers. But yet they're being convicted of horrible crimes. But yet, if you're a gunman for Antifa, or you're arrested with explosives, you're back on the street, quick. And I've seen some school boards that when they had a Democrat that was in charge as far as being governor of their state, everything that governor said, the school board mandated. And they were very heavy-handed in making sure those mandates were passed. But yet, but when a Republican won the next race for governor, these same school boards resist everything that the governor says to do. And so our school boards aren't there for the children. They're there to further their social justice garbage. And believe me, it's garbage. And so why people like to point at our enemy on the outside, which you could say China, you could say Russia, there are different countries that you can say that are enemies. But I really don't believe Russia really rises to that type of a title to call them an enemy. I don't think we've been a very good friend to Russia. And I think that Russia's been very patient with us. But Russia does not want any of our wokeness. And that's one of the main problems that the United States government has with Russia, is that Russia actively threw off communism. They're the only country that threw off communism. And since our country is headed that direction, they look at Russia as the enemy. But while there's straw men everywhere and people are pointing fingers at the quote-unquote enemy on the outside of our country, these same people don't want any borders. They want everyone to come in. But our real enemy is inside the United States. And it's my opinion that our enemy, that we have a very big enemy in Washington, D.C., against we the people. I don't know how long it's going to take before something drastic happens. Whether the people in Washington, D.C. pass some very bad laws that hurt a lot of people, like 
COVID-mandated shots. They were requiring everyone to get, especially in the military. I think that the government is complicit in a lot of crimes against humanity, against their own citizens. And it's not just the United States government. Look at Australia. Look at New Zealand. Look at that little dictator up in Canada, that little tin horn. And you look at what they've done in the UK and in Ireland and the rest of Europe. It's sickening. And it's not going to get any better, and it's not going to be any easier to stand up against. I like to think of all this wokeness and all of this tyranny as being a cancer. Now, unless God intervenes and heals that cancer, you have to do something about that cancer or it's going to get you. And our society right now is like someone that has very bad cancer. But yet, we're not going to a doctor. We're not doing anything about it. We're hoping it goes away. We're hoping that maybe it'll be better tomorrow. Maybe next week, I'll feel better. Maybe next month, it'll be gone. This political correctness and wokeness and the tyranny and the socialism and communism has a definite foothold. It's definitely growing. And it's also getting very obvious that if you are a leftist, if you are a so-called woke social justice warrior, you're going to be held to a different standard than maybe a hunter that has a 12-gauge shotgun to go out and hunt geese. Or if you're a legal firearm owner that wants to defend your house. If you're an Antifa gunman, I think that you can get off scot-free. And the mere fact that the news media was pointing out that the police killed an Antifa gunman, they weren't saying this guy had a gun and needed to die. No, just the opposite. They were asking, why would the police shoot an Antifa gunman? Like, the Antifa gunman is the good guy. Things are crazy. So get ready for craziness. Well, I'm going to change gears because I just got through doing a lot of research that just that made me want to lose my lunch, I'll tell you. The way this world is going is just a crime. But I'm going to jump ship here a little bit and go on to a letter that I got from Art. Now, I read an entire letter from Art. I won't read this entire letter, but I am going to pass on the information. Art is quite a guy, and he's got a great sense of humor. And he put a lot of humor in this letter, and he calls himself an experienced wrench bender, a.k.a. mechanic. And he claims to be pretty modest, tongue-in-cheek. Anyway, he has a lot of fun with his letters, and I had a lot of fun reading this letter. But I'm just going to pass on the information, because it's very good information, and that's why you tune into this show, is for information. And he says, avoid, if all possible, using your parking brake when cold, especially when it's raining and it suddenly gets cold. The parking brake cables can get frozen, and if they're applied while it's frozen, all your brakes are set. And you won't be able to get that cable to move. And so you're not going to go anywhere. You're stuck. He says it's a good plan to every once in a while apply your parking brake and release it a couple times just to free up the parts in case it gets a little rusty or sticky somehow. And that'll help. He says that this happens to him every year. Then he has some characters that he's substituting for some curse words. We get rain and it instantly gets cold. I had to use a propane torch to melt enough the ice away from the door and the door frame to pry open the doors. 
which I think would be pretty tricky without hurting your paint. So I hope he didn't hurt his paint on his car. But he says that if you take some silicone spray and apply a copious amount to the weather strip in the doors and the frame, then go back and do it again. And so you give it two coats of the silicone spray. That'll really help keep your doors from freezing up. And if you have a vehicle that happens to have a mechanical door lock that takes a key, I think it's a good idea to spray some of that in your keyhole as well. He also warns against idling your vehicle for too long. But go ahead and get it moving because he points out that the engines are designed to run at a specific RPM. And they're designed to run at a higher RPM than an idling car, which he's correct. And he says by over-idling your car, you're going to build up sludge in your crankcase. And that's very damaging to your engine. And so I think that's good advice. He also says in bitter cold weather, the battery can freeze. And if you buy a low-cost battery charger or a battery minder, you can purchase those for about $20. And you could hook those up and keep them on overnight. And what that does is it trickle charges your battery. And it keeps the water in your battery moving just a little bit. That keeps it from freezing. And also, a fully charged battery won't freeze unless it gets just extremely cold. He also recommends you over-inflate your tires if they're normally like 35 PSI to take them to 42 to 45. He says that'll help them from having as little tire contact with the road surface as possible. Now, there are times you're going to want more contact with the road times with less contact. And so use your own judgment on that tire inflation advice. But I did want to pass that along. And I want to thank Art for writing. And he also mentions he had a shift change. And there's a possibility he's going to be working while my show is on. And so if Art hears this, Art, look me up on my podcast. All you have to do is go to podpage.com and do a web search for Living Off Grid Show. Or go to my website, which is offgridliving.faith, and every one of my shows is uploaded on that site. That way, if you can't catch me on the radio, you can catch me on the internet. Well, I haven't spent a whole lot of time talking about what I'm finding out as far as what's happening with this Ukraine situation. And the reason that I am really paying close attention to that is that I think that's a horrible powder keg. And all it's going to take is just one careless spark, and we're going to be in World War III. And if that happens, the United States government will have no choice but to reinstitute the draft. Can you imagine what's going to happen to the streets in the United States when they do that? You think that we've seen social unrest with this George Floyd nonsense and this Black Lives Matter nonsense? And these communists from Antifa? You think we've seen anything rough yet? I made this prediction about six months ago, and I'm going to repeat it here because I still stand by my prediction. If the United States gets into World War III, which I think is imminent, I think that at the same time, the likelihood that we're going to have a real civil war in this country is going to be huge. Because I think these globalists want that. I think they want all of the nations to be at war with themselves and with each other. And when all the dust is settled, they look at how many people are left alive on this planet, 
They'll pat themselves on the back and say, we reached our goal, we depopulated the world. They don't care if they kill us with chemtrails. They don't care if they kill us by freezing us to death or starving us out. They don't care if they kill us with a poison vaccine. They don't care if they kill us with a bioweapon that they release from Wuhan lab or anywhere else. They don't care if we die from overdosing on drugs on the street. They don't care if we die in a nuclear holocaust. Just as long as we die. Just as long as we're gone. That is exactly their goal. And so I've taken it upon myself on this show to be a Paul Revere as much as I can. And I hope I'm wrong. I'm not one of these guys that sits here and says, well, everything I say is right and do what I tell you to do. I'm just giving you my opinions. And I'm giving you some advice. Now, my opinions might be wrong, and my advice can always be improved upon. And I really want all of my listeners to take my advice and improve upon it. Because everyone's situation is different. And so I'm really trying to wake you up mentally, trying to let you know what is out there. And I'm finding out that there is some sort of a scale that I'm going to try to come up with. Because I'm finding out that everyone, to a certain extent, is brainwashed. Everyone has their level that they've been deceived. Now, the top people who are brainwashed are the ones that don't know whether they're male or female. And the people that are really pushing that and supporting that are people that want to depopulate the planet. And if you get everyone to and if you get a whole generation to make themselves sterile, well, you've furthered that goal quite a bit. That's just another way they want to depopulate the world. So there's an awful lot of support for quote-unquote alternative lifestyles just for that reason alone, because they don't want these people to reproduce. And I'm not calling the people that are brainwashed stupid. Now, some of them are insane. But it depends on how they were brought up, their genetics, who was brainwashing them and how. There's a lot of people that are very smart that are totally brainwashed just because the technique was just perfect for that person to get them brainwashed. And as you're having conversations with people, there are certain questions if you ask them, you can ascertain how brainwashed they are by their answers. And I'm working on a system of questions that I'm going to start asking people. Not because I want to shame them or try to do anything against them. It's just I want to find out who I want to avoid. And the people that are the most brainwashed, I want to stay away from because I think they're dangerous. But so far, I'm finding that about 80% of the people are brainwashed to the point that they're possibly dangerous. And out of that 80%, I think about 40% are dangerous. And so we have a very large percentage of people in this country that are so brainwashed that they would actually damage your property or possibly injure or worse, you, because of your opinions, because you want to stand up for traditional values. So I think we have a danger zone out there. Depends on where you go. But I know that if you would go to the inner cities at night, and you're just an average American citizen dressed in an average way, 
minding your own business walking down the street, well, I think your life is in danger. Whereas 50 years ago, I think that you could walk that street all night and not have any real danger other than maybe a possible mugger. So our society definitely has fallen. And there are areas in flyover country, out in the middle of the areas where it's nothing but farm and ranch, you're going to still find some of the bad element, but not near as much. So it depends on where you're at as far as your location of how badly brainwashed you are. But you have to understand that that's the job of the mainstream media and also Hollywood and all of the television shows. It's to brainwash you into certain things, thinking certain ways. And I know right now that the high school kids here in Nebraska think a lot different now than they did 10 years ago and 100% totally different than they did 30 years ago. So even though they're more sheltered than some of the people in the big cities, the message of this woke type of a thing is getting out to the rural areas. And it's really sad to see that. I stopped at a small Kansas town and got gas. And the gas attendant was about 20-year-old male. But if I would have called him a male, probably would have triggered him. He was wearing lipstick and also fingernail polish. I looked at this man and just shook my head. Because you're in a small town in Kansas. And you had this kid being brainwashed into this culture. Because it's the hip thing. It's the end thing to do. I just hope that this young man can wake up before it's too late. So it is spreading all over the place. And we have to do whatever we can to stand in its way. Because if we don't, it's going to run us over. Now, there are people that are not brainwashed at all. And I do meet some of them. I think that it's about 5% of the population that's not brainwashed at all. Maybe they're super stubborn. Maybe they're kind of antisocial loners. They don't really pick up things. They don't really go for fads or they don't listen to the news. And they just don't put themselves in the place to where they are being indoctrinated. And they keep themselves away from people and things that can indoctrinate them. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's this 5% that's going to save any part of our society that can be saved. It's this 5% that's going to have to do it. And so I think everyone needs to look at themselves and understand that, yes, to some extent, they've been brainwashed. And so the next time you hear someone with a quote-unquote conspiracy theory, and you think in your mind, oh, that's a conspiracy theory, I won't listen to that, ask yourself, why is it a conspiracy theory? Who told you it was a conspiracy theory? How did you know it was a conspiracy theory if you won't even look at it? If you won't consider it, how do you know? If you start asking yourself simple questions like that, then you open your mind and find that parts of your mind have been shut for you. And when you reopen that part of your mind, you start realizing that you've been shut off. There are parts of your thought process that have been just closed and shut. Without you even deciding to close it or shut it, it's something you heard. Someone has told you to close or shut that part of your mind. And once you start opening some of these, all of a sudden, in a big flood, they will all open. And then you'll look back and see how you were and say, oh my God, I was one of those brainwashed. But you have to free yourself. 
In the way to free yourself, you have to constantly not reject things out of hand because someone has told you they're bad, especially the news media. Make up your own minds. Do your own research. Learn how to do critical thinking again. That's one thing that the American citizens as a whole have lost, and that's our ability to be critical thinkers. And again, getting back to the drug use, we don't need people on drugs. We need people that are critical thinkers. We need people that are sober and wide awake and are able to do the job that's needed. Well, I hope that you got something from my show today. I really do appreciate my time with you. And I thank you for tuning in. And I want to say a special thank you to those who contribute to the show. The last time I went to the post office box, I had a really large donation. And I'm not going to pass on who donated it. But I want to say a very special thank you. That means more to me than you could possibly know. And also to those that donate small amounts. It all adds up. And I want to let you know that I have committed myself to trying to provide the best radio show that I can and provide you with the best information I can and try to warn you and try to wake you up and try to inspire you to use your own head, to use your own mind and make up your own minds and do the right thing. And I want to continue to grow this show. And the more contributions I get, the more I'm going to be able to grow my show. And I have an opportunity to grow the show on AM radio in several markets in the United States. I'd love to do that, but I can't do that without your support. And every penny that I get goes directly into funding this radio program. I take absolutely no money for what I do. It all goes back in to this radio show. Because ultimately, this radio show belongs to you and not to me. And I do respect that. But if you'd like to donate, simply send a check or money order. Write the check out to Thunderbolt West Media and mail to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, Hershey, Nebraska, and the zip code is 69143. And again, I thank you for listening, and until next time, stay strong, stay vigilant, keep your powder dry, but most important of all, replace fear with faith. This is Jim Calhoun with the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show. The song Step Out on the Sea is performed by Brit Small and Festival. Thank you for listening to Thunderbolt West Media.